Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we are looking for some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms, from the Proverbs. We're going to be looking at Psalm 60 today. And Proverbs, or not Proverbs, actually, Ecclesiastes. We're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Now, Psalm 60 is actually not very long. It's only 12 verses. But it's, uh, it's one of those psalms that I think is speaking to our generation today. And some great wisdom can be found from it. I'm actually going to start... By reading commentary from Matthew Henry. Uh, so I'm going to read a short paragraph of his commentary to kind of set up the psalm. And then let's open up our hearts and listen and see what the Word of God has to say for us this morning. All right, let's begin. Here's the commentary. David's, David owns God's displeasure. To be the cause of all the hardships he had undergone. When God is turning his hand in our favor, it is good to remember our former troubles. In God's displeasure, their troubles began. Therefore, in his favor, their prosperity must begin. Those breaches and divisions which the folly and the corruption of man make, nothing but wisdom and grace of God can repair. By pouring out a spirit of love and peace, by which only a kingdom is saved from ruin. The anger of God against sin is the only cause of all misery, private or public, that has been, is, or shall be. In all these cases, there is no remedy but by returning to the Lord with repentance, faith, and prayer, beseeching him to return to us. Christ, the Son of David, is given for a banner to those that fear God. In him they are gathered together in one and take courage. In his name, and strength they wage war with the power of darkness. And so that is the Matthew Henry commentary to set up our psalm for this morning. Let's have a look. Psalm 60, it says, To the chief musician upon Shushphandath, a Mishkim of David, to teach when he strove with Amram and with Zobah when Joab returned and smote of Edom. In the Valley of Salt, 12,000. Here's what it says. O God, thou hast cast us off. Thou hast scattered us. Thou hast been displeased. O turn thyself to us again. Thou hast made the earth tremble. Thou hast broken it. Heal the breaches thereof. For it shaketh. Thou hast showed thy people 
hard things. Thou hast made us to drink the wine of astonishment. Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee, that it may be displayed because of the truth. Selah. That thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and hear me. God hath spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice, I will divide Shechem and Meti out of the valley of Sukkot. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom I will cast out my shoe. Philistia, triumph thou because of me. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Wilt that wilt not thou, O God, which has cast us off, and thou, O God, which didst go out with our army? Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. So what was really sticking out to me was really just the first part. You know, because of sin, because of disobedience, because of a lack of righteousness and a lack of holiness, he says, God, thou hast cast us off. Thou hast scattered us. Thou hast been displeased. O turn thyself to us again. Thou hast made the earth to tremble, thou hast broken it. Heal the breaches thereof, for it shaketh. Thou hast showed thy people hard things. Thou hast made us to drink the wine of astonishment. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely feel like we've had to drink the wine of astonishment recently, haven't we? We look at the world and we look at the things going on and we're like, how can this be? How can this be? How can there really be this many people that are so far gone? How can the whole world have gone into a a state of lunacy? How could the whole world be plummeting into debauchery? because of the disobedient of God's people. And that's my honest opinion. We haven't demonstrated any power because the church itself has decided to be like the world. Instead of being set apart, instead of being a light on a hilltop and a salt to the earth, instead of being different from the world. We've decided as a church, oh, we just want to be relevant. So we try to adopt Christianity to culture. Instead of trying to get culture to conform to Christianity, and by the way, we don't do that through politics and through all that stuff. We do that through true preaching of the gospel because the true gospel and repentance and those things causes 
hearts to change. And when hearts change, people start raising children in a different way and they start treating others in a different way and they start approaching things like government in a different way. But instead, the church just acts like the rest of the world and then wonders how is it possible? How is it that we are drinking this wine of astonishment? Real quick, I just want to go ahead and read Psalm 61 because it's only eight verses and then we'll move on to Ecclesiastes. Here's Psalm 61, still a Psalm of David. He says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of of thy wings, Selah. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So will I sing praises unto thy name forever that I may daily perform my vows. All right, that is Psalm 60 and 61. Let's move on to Ecclesiastes. And we're ready for chapter 5. We're looking for some wisdom from Ecclesiastes, which is a hard book, right? Because it really just hits you in the face with the reality of how things are. And it can be difficult to come to terms with some of that reality. Let's have a look. Why is this man to ever live? Verse 1. Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. And be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. For they consider not that they do evil. Let's just stop right there. He's saying when you come to the house of God, be ready to listen instead of running your mouth. Solomon, if you read the Proverbs and you just really take note, you read the Proverbs, you read Ecclesiastes, he's real big on, hey, keep your mouth closed. Stop talking. Stop thinking that you just have to be heard everywhere you go. Stop thinking that your opinions are so great and wise and that the whole world needs to know them. He's saying, when you come to the house of God, be ready to listen instead of talk. Verse 2. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon the earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. For a dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by a multitude of words. When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, 
for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. In my mind, it's he's talking about, don't make these empty promises to God. You're better off to not make them at all. Verse 6, suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error, wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the work of thy hands. For in a multitude of dreams and many words there are also diverse vanities. But fear thou God. If thou seest the oppression of the poor, and violent perverting of judgment and justice in a province. Marvel not at the matter. For he that is higher than the highest regardeth, and there be higher than they. Moreover, the prophet of the earth is for all. The king himself is served by the field. He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver nor he that loveth abundance with an increase. This is also vanity. When goods increase, they are increased that eat them. And what good is there to the owners thereof, saving the beholding of them with their eyes? The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eat little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. There is a sore evil which I have seen under the sun, namely, riches kept for the owners thereof, to their hurt. Please note, these last few verses he's saying, all the riches in the world will not make you happy. In fact, it'll cause the opposite. He's saying the poor man works hard and he sleeps well. But the rich, they toss and turn all night, right? Because of their riches. Verse 14, but those riches perish by evil travail, and he begotteth a son, and there is nothing in his hand. As he came forth of his mother's womb, naked shall he return and go as he came, and he shall take nothing of his labor, which he may carry away in his hand. Please note, in other words, all the things you accumulate on earth you can't take with you. You can't take with you. Would Jesus say, store up treasures in heaven where her moth doesn't, you know, rust doesn't destroy and where a thief can't break in and steal? Don't store them up on earth where those things can happen. I heard a quote yesterday, actually, at church. And I forget who the quote was by, but it was something along the lines of don't hold on to anything in this world too tightly. Otherwise, it hurts when God pries open your hand. Continuing on. And this also is a sore evil that in all points he came, so shall he go. And what profit hath he that hath labored for the wind? All his days also he eateth in darkness, and he hath much sorrow and wrath with his sickness. Behold, that which I have seen, it is good and calmly for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor that he taketh unto the Son all the days of his life, which God giveth him. 
for it is his portion. Every man also to whom God hath given riches and wealth, and hath given him power to eat thereof, and to take his portion, and to rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. For he shall not much remember the days of his life, because God answereth him in the joy of his heart. That is the end of Ecclesiastes 5. So I guess our theme for this morning is a couple of things. Number one, obviously sin and lack of repentance leads to trouble. And when it infests in a whole, whole culture, it leads to trouble throughout the whole culture, right? A little bit of leaven you know, ruins the whole loaf, so to speak. Likewise, we need to be ready to listen and not so eager to speak. Some people can't learn because they think they already know it all. I'm definitely going to do a, a, a broadcast about that topic sometime soon. Because it's definitely prevalent amongst God's people. And then the last part of the Ecclesiastes was that the, the riches just, they'd never satisfy. And in fact, the more riches you obtain, the more you find yourself trying to obtain them. It's all vanity. We came into this world naked and we're going out of it that way. And nothing that we labor for here under the sun is going with us. I pray that you've been blessed this morning, that you've been strengthened and encouraged. Uh, if the audio is a little off, it's because I have received some of the new audio equipment. Not all of it, but most of it. And I'm still trying to dial it in, which takes time. I mean, it might take weeks of doing podcasts to actually get it dialed in. So please bear with me uh, if that's the case. I just want to thank the, all of you for praying and supporting the podcast and just making it possible to even consider doing upgrades and things of this nature. Um, it's far beyond what I deserve. Thank you for everything. Peace and grace be with you all. And until next time, God bless.